Hello, welcome back to another episode of Sports Podcast. Today, expect a long podcast because today we are talking about Sam Jones, the sharp shooting star of the Celtics. From the 1960s, he dies recently at the age of 88. He was said to be one of the top 50th greatest players in the NBA and played on 10 NBA championship teams. Okay. Start from the top of my notes here. Sam Jones was the Boston Celtics sharpshooting Hall of Fame guard who played on 10 NBA championship teams. A milestone exceeded only by his teammate Bill Russell died on Thursday in Florida. He was 88. His death was announced by a Celtic spokesman who did not specify a cause but said that Jones had been in failing health. He also did not say where in Florida he died but Jones had been living in the Orlando area. Jones was selected by the Celtics out of the historically black North Carolina college at Dorham which is now North Carolina Central University. In the first round draft of the 1957 draft, he was the eighth player chosen overall. He was more astonished and apprehensive than thrilled. Since players at black colleges had gained little national notice at the time, he viewed himself as a potential pioneer, though he questioned his chances of making a Celtics lineup brimming with stars. I had a lot of pressure put on me, Jones told the Boston Globe in 2009. He said, we did not have scouts coming in to see what the black colleges were doing. If I make good, they're going to start looking into black colleges. Despite his doubts, Jones quickly impressed coach Red Airbach. He went on to team with Casey Jones, K.C. Jones a tenacious defender and a backcourt pairing that eventually replaced that of Bob Cozzi and Bill Sherman. Sherman. Two of the NBA's greatest players of the 1950s, the Jonases, became part of a record-setting run alongside Russell, who transformed the center position with his rebounding and defense. The forwards, Tom Henson, John Havlick, and Setch Sanders, and Cousy and Sharman in their final seasons. Sam Jones played on Celtics teams that won eight consecutive NBA championships, 1959 to 1966, and another two in 1968 and 1969. A five-time All-Star, he was called Mr. Clutch for the many baskets he scored in the final seconds of playoff games. His total of 10 championship rings has been exceeded by only Russell's 11. Jones was elected to the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Mass. In 1984, he was named one of the 50th greatest players in NBA history. When the league celebrated its 50th anniversary, in 1996, he once held the Celtics single-game scoring record with 51 points against the Detroit Pistons in October 1965. When he retired after 12 seasons, he was the team's career-scoring leader with 15,411 points, 
Larry Bird and Jason Tatum were the current single game record holders with 60 points and Havlick scored which he holds the career scoring record with 26,395. Jones was renowned for using the backboard when most players were shooting directly at the hoop. Sam showed them how to use a bank shot. Airback once told United Press International, you made it popular and you made it an art. Jones had supreme confidence in that shot. As he put it, I felt like I was making a layup. Samuel Jones was born on June 24th, 1933 in Wilmington in North Carolina at North Carolina College, playing for the Hall of Fame coach John B. McLendon in a, vi- in a Division II program. He was a fine shooter, scoring a total of 1,170 points and an outstanding rebounder. Erbach had never seen Jones play in college, but he drafted him when Bones McKinney, a North Carolinan, and one of Erbach's former players, raved about him. Jones had planned to become a teacher, but tried his luck at the Celtics training camp. He was a reserve for several seasons before taking over for Sherman. Though he was a six foot four tall for a guard at the time, he was quicker than many smaller guards, and when he saw Russell about to snare an offensive rebound, Jones would move away from the man defending him, who was watching the ball and getting ready to snare a pass from Russell and convert it into a bank shot. As he told the NBA.com, you only need a second to get a shot off. Jones retired from the Celtics in 1969 and was later head coach at the Federal City College in Washington, now the University of the District of Columbia. And at North Carolina Central, he was an assistant coach for the NBA's New Orleans Jazz. Jones and his wife, Gladys Chavis Chavis Jones, who died in 2018, had five children. Information on survivors was not immediately available. Jones averaged 17.7 points a game in the regular season for the Celtics, but he was particularly dangerous in the playoffs. He hit a jump shot over the Philadelphia Warriors' Wilt Chamberlain in the final seconds of Game 7. In 1962, Western Division playoff final, giving Boston a 109-107 victory. He had five of the Celtics' 10 overtime points against Los Angeles Lakers, in Game 7 of the league finals. Helping to propel Boston to a fourth consecutive championship, Jones relished getting the best of the 7-foot-1 Chamberlain. I never challenged him by trying to drive right on him. He just blocked your shot, he told Terry Pluto for the NBA Oral History. Tall Tales, 1992. I'd stop in front of him and shoot over him. Then I'd talk to him. I'd talk to everybody on the court. But it was a lot of fun to say thanks to Wilt because he'd react to them. In a fight-filled fourth quarter of Game 5 in that Celtics-Warriors series, Jones collided with Chamberlain, who outweighed him by nearly 50 pounds. And they exchanged exchanged unpleasancies when Chamberlain grabbed at Jones' wrist. Perhaps in a peace gesture, Jones ran off the court. 
he saw Welt still coming after him. So Sam picked up one of the photographer's chairs and held it out at Will, as if Sam were a lion tamer. The referee, Norm Drucker, recalled to Mr. Pluto, who was about ready to go up into the stands. He didn't want to fight, said Chamberlain, the strongest man in pro basketball. So I said, ah, forget it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go through one more article. Um, both, well, the articles that I read today are the, from the New York Times. I, oh, that's where a lot of my information came from, if not majority. <laughs> We're going to be talking about every Hooper's dream NBA hopefuls get their chance during crisis. On Tuesday, December 21st, Charlie Brown Jr. was walking through the lobby of the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas when he saw his friend, Xylan Gtham, looking joyous. Brown could tell by just looking at him that he had good news to share. Hold on, let me get some water. Earlier that day, Cheeto had found out that the Miami Heat wanted to sign him to a 10-day contract. He started screaming, jumping, and running around his hotel room, where he had been staying to compete in a showcase of the best teams in the NBA's development league, the G League. Cheatham canceled plans to go home to Phoenix for Christmas, and when he called his mother to tell her, she jumped around too. Soon after, Brown heard another friend had gotten a call-up from the G League. And then one of Brown's teammates on the G League, Delaware Bluecoats, did too. It was slowly happening around me, Brown said. A few hours later, it happened to him. Brown's agent called him as he was warming up for a game at the G League showcase. The Dallas Mavericks wanted to sign him. Brown and Cheatham are two of more than 80 players who have signed 10-day contracts with the NBA teams this season. Their opportunity has come because NBA players, like everyone else, are facing the latest wave of coronavirus. The virus, especially the Omicron variant, has depleted several NBA rosters in recent weeks. A recent recent decision to shorten required isolation time for some infected players could help teams get their usual stars back sooner. The league and players union union have agreed to grant hardship inspections to allow teams to temporarily sign players to fill in, even if they wouldn't other otherwise have the roster or salary cap space. Hardship inspections and short-term deals existed before the pandemic, but until at least January 19th, teams can sign players to 10 day contracts to replace anyone who tests positive for the coronavirus as soon as they need them. The league is also requiring its 30 teams to sign replacement players if they have more than one player out with a coronavirus infection. 
With dozens of players testing positive every week, these reinforcements help the NBA avoid postponing more games. It has already done so 10 times. When teams don't have enough healthy players, there's some basketball pros that has meant getting a call they've been waiting for their whole lives, an opportunity to be seen, or a second chance they never saw coming. A dream come true, to say the least, Chattelman said. It's every hooper's dream. It's what you work for, especially competing in the G Leagues for multiple years. This is kind of your Super Bowl or NBA Finals. The players signing 10-day contracts this month have included younger players like 26-year-old Chatham, who is just a few years out of college, older players who have spent years in the G League hoping for a chance, and NBA veterans who have been cut out of the league and hoping for a comeback. Players like Lance Stevenson, Isaiah Thomas, and the 40-year-old Joe Johnson. This time around, Johnson's teenage son gets to be a part of the fun. He asked me about a month ago, Dad, when you was playing, what was I doing? Johnson told reporters, I said, you was in the back playing in the playroom. On Monday, with all their regular starters out, the Minnesota Timberwolves used hardship experience exception to sign Greg Monroe, a 31-year-old former lottery draft pick who has played in the NBA in 2019. Monroe woke up at 4 a.m. Monday to fly to Minneapolis from Washington, D.C. His first flight got canceled, and he finally got in around 11 a.m. to be tested for coronavirus so he could play. Hours later, Monroe played 25 minutes against the Boston Celtics, scoring 11 points to go with to go with nine rebounds and six assists, and the Timberwolves win. I've been around the the world and back, literally. Monroe, who played in Germany and Russia in the last two years, told reporters, but it felt great to be out there, just a joy to be out there. A 10-day contract has typically been like a tryout for players, with several signees getting longer deals to stay with their teams for the rest of the season and beyond. The former players, Kurt Rambis, Ray Jabell, and Bruce Brown, all turned these short deals into notable careers. One recent example is Gary Payton II, who played on 10-day contracts for several teams before signing one with Golden State last year. This year, Payton has been critical to Golden State's resurgence. At 29 years old, he seems finally to have found an NBA home. On Christmas, Golden State needed 14 minutes from Quindary Weatherspoon, whom they've signed on Thursday from their G League affiliate. The Santa Cruz Warriors Weatherspoon, 25, came highly recommended by Clay Thompson, who had been guarded by Weatherspoon during scrimmages as he rehabbed his injuries with Santa Cruz. Weatherspoon came home from the G League showcase and hours later left again to join Golden State. It's been crazy, Peyton said. Guys have been waiting for this moment. Weatherspoon benefited from playing on the developmental team affiliated with the team that signed him that makes him a lot more familiar 
the personnel, the system, the facilities. Cat Barber, who was called up to the Atlanta Hawks from their College Park Skyhawks G League team, was similarly familiar with his new surroundings. He spent five years in the NBA's developmental league, rapping on the side and never considered giving up this dream. Just the love for basketball that I've got, Barber said. A lot of people were telling me, I'm right there. I'm that close, and I just stuck with it. Barber played two minutes in the Hawks' Christmas loss to the Knicks and four minutes in a loss to the to the Bulls on Monday. I accomplished something that a lot of guys will never get to do, Barber said. I'm proud of myself. There's a financial benefit that can mean a lot, too. The typical salary for a G League player is 37000 a year. Most 10-day contracts signed for a poor trade portion of the league's minimum salary, which means most players signing 10-day contracts making double their yearly G League League salary in just 10 days in the NBA. Growing up, you hear people always say, oh, you got to play basketball for the love of the game. The money will come. You don't worry about that, Chatham said. But all the time, anybody who has real problems or real situations with family or taking care of people knows having money is definitely beneficial. Brown got to Dallas on Wednesday and was immediately bombarded with group chats from his former and current team, the playbook, and instructions for the next few days. He guessed that he had stayed up until 3 or 4 a.m. with a wake-up call before 8 a.m. Thursday. On Christmas, the Mavericks had six players unavailable because of the virus. That was the first game Brown was able to play in Dallas. At one point, four of the five Mavericks on the court were replacements. Brown said Brandon Knight, an NBA veteran signed as a replacement point guard, helped things run smoothly. The best thing you can do is prepare for any given situation, Brown said. It can happen any day, any hour. Being on your toes kind of helps you in a way because you're overly prepared for the moment. Brown had never played on Christmas. The day when the NBA highlights, it's his best teams and biggest stars. He used to watch Christmas games with his father, Charles Brown, back home. In Philadelphia, my dad texted me earlier in the day. Nothing meant more to him than seeing me play on Christmas, Brown said. Because I used to talk about it all the time. But the specter of the virus remains present for all of them. Chatham, who had appeared in just four NBA games before his call-up, arrived in Miami on an off day for the heart for the heat last week. They were set to play the Pistons next day, and he found himself introducing himself to his teammates on game day. He didn't play in that game, but on Tuesday, he said he felt confident he could help if needed. He also acknowledged the precarious nature of his position to say, you don't worry about catching COVID, would be blasphemy. Blasphemy. At this point, Chatham said, every time you open your phone, you see a new case. And then you guys are vaccinated and did all the things you did and still get COVID. He talked Tuesday about avoiding contact with others, wear 
possible and making smart decisions despite the unpredictability of the virus. On Wednesday morning, the Heat added Chatham to their list of players out because of the league's health and safety protocols. That article was, was a lot to take in. That was really crazy how a lot of NBA players get 70 grand to play 10 days for the NBA. And in the G League, they get looked at. And honestly, I think that's one of the craziest things. How you can just be minding your own business one day and get a call. Hey, we got a one of our players out. You want to come play for us? I'm like, heck yeah, man. I'm like, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's all I have time for you today. It wasn't as long as I thought it'd be, but compared to my last podcast, it's pretty long. Y'all, watch the rain, some possible snow coming in where you live. I know Alabama's getting some snow. Most of Georgia's just getting some rain. Really, majority of USA is still looking pretty fine uh, with clear weather. Watch the weather out there, and honestly, y'all have a great night.